9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Go Plug Yourself podcast. I told you we'd have a guest. We have the Taxi Girls, a Montreal-based punk band who rock so hard you'll need to call a taxi, I guess. Uh, Yeah, listen, uh, we're back at Grumpy's. We're hanging out. We're talking punk rock. Uh, If you want to give the Taxi Girls a listen, you should check out their video for Sunshine on YouTube right now. And if you are looking for plans this April, they're going to be playing a show at Lesco uh, with New Vogue and Cornette. Uh, and Scott from 90S is my co-host on this one. It's a great time. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. It's Taxi Girls. Two, one, hit it. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. I know. Scott, what's up, buddy? Uh, I'm on Go Plug Yourself. You're on Go Plug Yourself. That's pretty cool. I'm not not a regular host. There are no more regular hosts. I've decided that it's just rotating. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, So we were, I think I messaged Lynn maybe before COVID at one point to do a podcast with your old band. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to swing the mic closer. Oh, you have to do it. Hang, hang, hang on. It starts now. It starts now. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Scott, you're on mic. Scott, you're on mic. Just pa- just hold it up in the air and pass it back and forth. There you go. That's easier. There. Yeah. And it didn't work out. We had scheduling. And then COVID happened. And then in 2022, you're like, I'm in a whole other band. And now it's 2024. And this is the band Taxi Girls. Hello. <laughs> yes, sir. It was the setup. We're here with... <laughs> I gotta remember Lynn, Jamie, and Vera. That's right. Nailed it. Uh, punk rock trio. Yeah. It's, it's, I was, I, so I was looking online. I listen to it and I'm like, oh, it's like it's punk rock. But then I hear like rockers, and I hear like high octane, whatever. I was like, is can we can we just say it's punk? Is that normal? Is that okay? You can call it whatever you want. It's. it's <laughs> I'm just saying. Is there is there like because yeah, I've. I've been into music long enough where I feel that if you start to do subgenres too long, you're like you're writing out like I'm industrial, post-wave, new punk. Yeah. Throwback. And I'm like, uh, like it, it is gonna. I I like big labels on music, and then in there there's diversity. That's totally. that's my take. So I don't like putting things in a box. Yeah. So. Or maybe you just make a big box. That's, big, that's big what box. I'm saying. Put it all in. That's us. Like exactly. It's like it's rock. And then you're in there. Like, it's you're certainly not hip-hop. Well, we also do have <laughs> punk and roll on our bio somewhere, Ooh. I believe. So it's like, yeah, I don't... I think it's been difficult for people to classify us, which is uh, pretty I, neat. My, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My take, honestly, is if you're making music in the last, like, five to ten years, you're probably not, like, one genre. Like, I don't think there's... I think we're kind of past the point of you're like, I make this type of music and only this type of music. You're like, no, I just make the music I want to make. Yeah, and I'm probably gonna bounce around a little bit. So totally. How you guys doing? We're good. I'm yeah, good. good. It's good. been a day. But been a day. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not over. It's not. O- yeah, but now you're just chilling and having a beer. It's fine. Yeah, it's great. I mean, this is the beginning of the end of the day, which is nice. It's w- which is officially the beginning of the weekend. Is well, yeah, it doesn't apply to me, but hey. 
Wow. <laughs> what can I say? It's still the week. That means more people are off also. <laughs> yeah. The vibe downtown is great. Let's just say that. <laughs> there you go. Everybody's excited. You can feel excited. it's the weekend. I'm going on vacation tomorrow, so I'm like an extra. Where are you going? Extra. Going to Texas. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going to go down to, I'll be in Austin this time tomorrow. For South by Southwest? For the week before South by oh. Southwest, which is... I've been told, like, low-key kind of when you want to go. Okay. Because you're like, if you actually go to South by Southwest, it's hard to get into anywhere. Whereas, like, the week before, it's a lot more, like, local acts. Still, like, bands everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, you, you, it's not everything is crowded and you need a special wristband to, you know, go anywhere. So well, it sounds like you made the right move. I hope so. So, Scott, do you have questions? Are you jumping in? I mean, I don't, I don't have questions. You don't have questions? <laughs> I think it's exciting to... Be, be out, out of the house? <laughs> yeah, be out of the house. Uh, I've got a kid, <laughs> a wife. Getting out of the it's house Jamie. is like... Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. super exciting. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's exciting to like be out of COVID and be interviewing people who have gigs coming. And yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I know it seems like it's been a full year, but like for me, it's still rare enough that I get to get out and, and see what? stuff and hear about stuff that it's still novel and I love it and I'm yeah I'm still I, I still always like yeah exactly I think like la last year was it like last year was the first year 2023 where I was like oh I'm really going to shows again 2022 there were shows but you were like nervous mm -hmm. like you were just sort of like a there was either social distancing involved was that our first show 2022 According to the internet, it yeah, was. Yeah, because it was at Barfly. Barfly. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, there's a YouTube video that says first show that's Barfly. That's it. I just don't remember if it was... That social distancing was not happening when we did that show. Yeah. But yeah. possibly it was one of the first ones yeah, 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 that's since it. that. There was still, like, I remember going... I, I think, think it was 2023. Yeah. The internet said 2022. Yeah, uh -huh. I think it was... But very late. Like... October? Late October? I don't remember. Yeah, late October. Late yeah, October. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. talking about this bad memory situation yeah. earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, I remember, I think the first regular, regular quote-unquote show with no social distancing that I went to was uh, for Jungle. And but I like I still wore a mask because I was still like I was like I don't know this yeah. feels weird yeah like because it's just like all of a sudden you're like crowded in and everybody's like dancing and like on top of you and you're like uh, what do I you do you mean jungle music no jungle the band jungle. okay sorry I was yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh they're you like went a to a jungle concert no, like, no no that's no, no. Like they're yeah they're a British British you're gonna get COVID, funk soul yeah. kind of <laughs> thing but it was weird playing shows on a video and then did you do any of that yes we did but with pale lips. Yeah. It's, it was not very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> it, I liked I, it. Every, everybody I know that like did the did the live shows, whatever. They're like, we're doing it just to kind of like remind people that we exist <laughs> and like just to do something. Not because it's know? fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I I tried. I I listened to. I watched a lot of those live streams. I tried to like throw a couple bucks to a lot of bands and stuff because I I knew anybody who was like a working musician. You're like, oh, there's no insurance there's no anything you're 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 fucked so like supporting as much as i could but yeah you're like it's anybody who was like it's so fun it's like a show in your living room i'm like it's not it's I like think <laughs> you know what though there were like a couple shows that i did watch on mm -hmm. tv in the living room that i actually enjoyed mm -hmm. one of the first ones was the dropkick murphys did a okay. uh, st patrick's day show oh okay, that's I'll bet. great yeah, so that was so like fun. you know like and now you're like i can drink like, at home yeah and that was like <laughs> and you know like montreal shut down on march 15th mm -hmm. or like march 13th around there so like it was like right after yeah, right that st patrick's yeah. day yeah so it was like that one was sick that one was you know 
interesting I, and fun yeah, and I remember cool to watch. But after that, it was just... <laughs> it, it, they they varied. Uh, <laughs> I went. I saw all Sylvanesso. I saw they did they did a cool one. They were not doing really like live, but they were doing like s concerts. But they were still kind of like cut and edited together. But they did three of them, like I want to say about a month apart of all different styles. Like they did one like with a full band. They did one where it was just like the two of them more of an, like an unplugged set, and they did one of them that like sounded more like their album stuff. But I was like, whatever. I, you know, I'm like. It's fine. It's like, what else am I doing on Wednesday? <laughs> you know, like, I might as well. Nothing. Nothing. Especially, <laughs> especially Washing your groceries before you yeah, put them exactly, in the cupboard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you guys think that it changed the way that you would start a band after? Like, hmm? because you were playing music during when you had to do it, like, from your living room for, for all intents and purposes, that it helped you do social medias, do Facebook, get on Spotify more than you would have if you were just... Like connecting virtually became more important, maybe? Than, than like getting a gig and like playing for your... Honestly, I don't think that our old band was big enough to really make that big of a difference for us. Okay. Like COVID kind of killed our old band. Uh, Damn it, COVID. I know, I Damn know. Damn it. <laughs> um... But in terms of, like, starting this band, it didn't really affect us that much. You know, like, the only thing that's really different now is, like, if someone is sick, we won't jam. <laughs> oh, and sometimes, good old Dot, Jamie's baby, you know, she needs her mama. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The only difference is sometimes mom has to go home a little earlier. Yeah, but, but that has nothing to do with COVID. It has nothing well, to do with COVID. I mean, was it a COVID baby? Was no. It like <laughs> no, she's, she's just three months. Okay. She's a baby baby. Our yeah, and actually, I was in a project before that did fall out of COVID. So maybe, who knows, if it was like, what if? Maybe mm -hmm. I would have still been in that other project, yeah. and I never would have met them. And so the secret origin of Taxi Girls was that it only would come out if COVID happened. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, good and bad came out of that. Honestly, sure. it's true. A lot of people got to know themselves better. Like I'm air quoting right now, yeah. but it's like. So I yeah. mean, I guess you, you alluded to it. You like. Uh, Lynn and Jamie, you guys were in Pale Lips beforehand, and Vera, you just said you were in another project also. So how did, how did I guess coming out of COVID, Taxi Girls come to be? Lynn's in another band too, Dirty yes. Cheetah. Mm -hmm. So one of her bandmates saw my other band, Washer Dryer, it was a two-piece, play a show, and... I believe he said, yeah, the girl that fronts that band, she's a machine. You should just ask her. Um, <laughs> and then I came and I jammed, and that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Seth. Awesome. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is why my old band, mm -hmm. uh, you know what? Like, it's a sad truth, yeah. but let's be real here. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of musicians uh, lost their lives because yeah. of that. A lot of people, a lot of artists that hit As that we community said, like, it was a rough hard. time for anybody creative. Drummers, most especially, because yeah. they don't have their guitar at home. Like, yeah. they have to go to the jam space, which was closed. Yeah, that's it. And if you, do, if you happen to have your drum kit in your house, yeah. I bet you your neighbors are going to be banging on your walls all the time because everybody's locked at home. There so even if, you even if you could so. drum, like, yeah, no, it was a rough, I think it was a rough time for everybody's mental health, but I think anyone in, anybody in a creative industry yeah. was hit double, doubly hard. So. For sure. Um, what was I going to say? 
Yeah, so I guess like the next branch of that would be like, how did you guys, respectively, maybe individually, like know that you wanted to be a musician and like making music? Like, like when did you start? <laughs> I guess like. Lynn, your story's cool with your brother. Who's your brother? Drum roll. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Stevie Kicks. He's. Uh, Is that where you got kicks from? Was it your brother? Yeah, straight up. Absolutely. Okay. So. Yeah, I had to uh, steal it from him, and so that's why I'm Linda Kicks. Okay. And uh, yeah, if you don't know the briefs, get on it. Google it. I just thought it was cute because once you said you jammed. I was gonna say when when was the first time you like sat behind a drum kit? It's actually because of him. Yeah, but like what like what 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 age? How to play. And he taught me how to read the notes. But then I moved to Ottawa to go to school. And so I sold my drum set when I moved from Windsor to Ottawa because (laughs) I was moving into an apartment. So I lost it. And then when I came to Montreal, I was playing with um, Johnny Capot in... um, Yeah. I I only know him as Johnny Capote. (laughs) With Elka. Yes. Um, we talked about memory memory issues. So every time they'd go and smoke. Mm. Sorry, um, I'll, I'll get back to the name. I can't, for, I can't believe I'm forgetting it. But anyway, so everybody would go out to smoke. So every time everyone went out, I'd get on the drum set and just practice. And then some of the people would come back in, Johnny would start jamming with me and then I always said I have always wanted to have a girl band and I did it started with pale lips and then now taxi girls amazing amen nailed it Vera when did you get into music Uh, or playing music I feel we're all kind of born into music classical trumpet Okay. Uh, when I was 11, I was Ooh. in the band for like the school band. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For like till the end of school, so like till I was 16 or 17. Um, studied theory there and then got an acoustic guitar and took acoustic guitar lessons and then switched to the bass and then started jamming with a lot of friends so now i do play a lot of instruments because i also teach music are you um, are you from like montreal area yeah or? okay yeah um, and so. at no point no point did you go ska like you didn't try oh to bring I d- actually it? i did i was gonna yeah, say bringing the, tr- the trumpet i in. did i did try that <laughs> and i think that was the whole thing with okay bass like the ska thing was like this very i can't we're on a podcast it was like the shortest phase of yeah, being yeah. In a band it wasn't very long because i was gonna say like Mon- montreal ska scene i think was yeah. stronger than most Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like Montreal yeah. really had a had a ska scene. And, as opposed and then to like that was like I got into break beats when you said jungle, and then yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. like raves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So um, no, then there was like never. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I got into music. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like anybody who learned like a brass instrument or like a horn in high school got really excited when ska got big. Was like shit. I know how to play the trombone. Yeah, it's and my I chance <laughs> to like be cool, <laughs> exactly, you know. Like, but I, I didn't learn guitar cool bass. Enough, I learned I trombone. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
And, that, and how, like, have you been uh, in a lot of bands? And, like, been um, in a bunch of bands in Montreal? Then my first area? Like, really more serious one was a girl band, too. Because okay. I also was one of my dreams since I was small to be in a girl band. I don't know. Like, so uh, Tawanda was my first band when I was, like, 21 with um, a friend I'm still friends with to this day, Rosie. She's in Winnipeg now. Uh, yeah, that was three. That was a three-piece. And I played with Tawanda for a couple of years. Then lots of bands in between. Honestly, don't have time. <laughs> to like go, but can't yeah. name them all. Yeah. Jamie, music, punk rock. How did that? Yeah, I grew up as like kind of a punk, and you know, always played guitar by myself at home. Never played in any bands until I moved to Montreal. I grew up in Saskatchewan, and you know, it was just dudes that played in bands <laughs> there. <laughs> so when I moved here, I was working at a cafe, and I met this guy named Johnny, Johnny Benson. And uh, there's a Pale Lip song called Johnny, which is about him. Johnny and B. Yeah, Johnny Benson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was like, I have a band. I want you to play in it. And I was like, I can't play anything. He's like, I'm going to teach you how to play the bass. And I was like, okay, sure. I was 23 and had nothing else to do. So, you know, we'd drink like liters of wine and just play songs in his living room. And he taught me how to play the bass. And uh, we played in a band together called the Ravenous Panthers. Mm-hmm. It was very short-lived uh, because he was moving to Japan. Wow. That'll do it. Yeah, Yeah, That'll but it was really fun. And, yeah, after that, I just kind of kept playing bass. And one night, I was partying with uh, my friend Chance and Lynn. That was the night I met her. Uh, and Chance, in the van cab on the way to the party, was like... Hey, Lynn, Jamie plays bass. You should talk to her. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really play bass, but I could, <laughs> you know. And then, uh, yeah, that's how Pale Lips started. Um, and then this project started after Pale Lips finished. And in between, I started playing a lot of guitar, and I started writing uh, songs on guitar first. And now I also play guitar sometimes in this band. Awesome. Yeah. So what kind of music did you guys like listen to growing up? Like you, you mentioned you were like Should punk, we do punk three, rock two, kid. Three, two, one. Three, yeah. two, one. Green Day. Green Day. Yeah. Green, yeah. We really like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had Billy Joe's poster above my bed. Still, Green Day was certainly, certainly like so a, ga- a gateway, <laughs> a gateway punk. Yeah. Drug. <laughs> like, yeah. That makes me feel so old that you say that. <laughs> I was listening to Kerplunk on the way here because I have a drum student on Friday mornings that comes to my school. And he's like, Farrah, do you know Kerplunk? And I was like, this is so cute. Like, my 11-year-old student just asked me that. But like, I love that. Green Day was my kid's sister's band. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, I'm Scott's yeah. a little older than me. I think I might be older than you guys, not or around the same age. But, yeah, I was like, Dookie came out, and I was in grade 6. I was eight when that came out. Yeah, it was. I think it was. Ni- it was ninety four, and I re- I remember it like clearly, <laughs> just because it was like in grade six there were three albums that you had to own, which was Smash, like Blue Album, and Dookie. Those were like at my elementary school. You were like you were cool. Yeah. If you had those three CDs, for like, me, those are the only three like CDs you needed. <laughs> the No Doubt album too. Yeah. That I think might have been a Tragic little Kingdom. That was, was maybe ninety five. Yeah, but around there. Yeah, around yeah, there. it was a little bit 94, after. 94, because then ne- Nevermind 2 is like another one. I was like, wait, but that's 97. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. It, yeah. But all, it all like moved around. But yeah, those yeah. were like the three albums. that They all came out in 94, 
and if like if you didn't own Smash and like I think like Smash was probably the like the dirtiest one because mm-hmm. was like the most swearing. So you like yeah. listen to the Smash like volume way down, <laughs> so your parents don't like listen to Bad Habit or whatever. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like like Dookie doesn't have too much swearing on it, and I think Blue Album has none. So like as a twelve year old, you can be like, look, no, no, look. No, Dookie would get you into trouble if your parents were paying attention. If they're paying attention. Yeah. yeah my, exactly. My childhood babysitter showed me Dookie. When my mom was at university. Okay. She's like, here's the coolest. Yeah. I remember we used to have the weirdest. Cool babysitter. The, I had like, I think what was like a, a very weird moment and it like sticks out as a memory for me was we were allowed to play whatever music we wanted while we like ran laps in gym and like inevitably we'd put Dookie on and it was like, I think the first, it was not the first time I heard the song. But it was certainly the first time I, like, really listened to it because I was, like, conscious of the fact that, like, the gym teacher was listening to it was, like, uh, Queen for a Day. And I was like, what the hell are we listening to, guys? I'm like, I'm 12. That's on, Nim- <laughs> that's on Nimrod, though. Oh, it's on Nimrod. Yeah. You're right. That's 90... That's a bit later. That's the 90s. Five? That's 95, 97, 96. I think. Yeah, I think 97, it's 97. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it was, it was... Then it was, hot, like, grade 7, grade 8. Yeah. But it was, like, still, like... Between 12 and 14, and I was like... And hear Leather Thong? Yeah, yeah, like and I'm class. like, I, got, I knew the words, and I was like, it, just, it only hit me because I was like, listening to it like, with an adult, and I was like, what is this song? <laughs> I was like, are we in trouble? Like, you know, like, and it was just, I guess, the teacher probably wasn't paying attention, or, or was, and was just like, whatever, a bunch of kids are into this song, and that's fine. Let the kids listen to whatever they want. But I think that really speaks to, like, the, the d- kids love Green Day, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always fi- found that really fascinating because they're not really listening to the lyrics that much. Like, yeah. They are, but they don't really know what it means. But it doesn't matter. The, the rhythm section's tight. It's yeah. crazy. tells its own story. Uh, also, the guitar is very rhythmic. It's mm-hmm. just, like... Good sign of kids like your music. That's just like a little oh, totally. sidebar there. I also had like a friend that, uh, Jeff, who does publishing. Yeah. And he said that he has a test. Like if his kids yeah. dig sure. the record, that yeah. means that it's good to go. Yeah, I agree. They're very the good judges world. of yeah, what's yeah, good. Yeah, I, be- I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like yeah to yeah. me, it was like you're, because there's no like pretense. Yeah, yeah absolutely right? not. Kid. We just played last Saturday, yeah. and we had kids. It was an all-age show, and we had kids dancing, and that is always a good sign. Yeah, for sure. And it's always so much fun, too. Yeah. It just, I love playing for it's kids. It's good vibes all around. It it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're not jaded. Not at all. They're not like... They don't even know. Yeah, yeah they're just like, know? oh, this is and this slaps. And they're honest. <laughs> just dance. Yeah. And they're, they're moving their hips to it. They were yeah. doing hands. Yeah, that's it. Oh, shit. I wish I could do a handstand to my favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> Kids dropping handstands to your music. You know, you, know you got something. <laughs> yeah, what, no. What's uh, awesome about that is that that stuff is formative. So, like, yeah. <clears throat> I know a lot of people I work, you know, in, in the health sector where all they want to do is listen to what everyone else is doing. For them, music is is, like, fitting in. And when I was growing up, it was always the opposite. Like, I wanted the music that was not what people were listening to. I wanted it to be mine and different and, like, please no easy listening. Please no, like, sorry, we talked about, like, the age difference. Uh, Grunge music for me was like, oh, that's not 
hair metal, big rock. It's it's dirty and it's it's, it, and I was lucky that it led backwards through punk music. So what was your like go to make your mom mad record? Yeah, good question. Probably never minds like that that. Um, and uh, Siamese Dream. Same was here. A stupid Huge record that I bought and lost I would at a blast party it. and bought yeah. and left at a friend's house and bought and forgot in someone's car and like I bought that stupid cassette. Cherub Rock is I think like the best song. Yeah. I love that song and it's loud. So it made my dad. <coughs> it was mad. American yeah. Shoegaze, which was real yeah. weird, weird and like, oh, it's it's people who put their hair in their face and stare at their chucks music, and that was <laughs> that was all I wanted. And whenever I spoke to my friends, they were just like, that's not uh, rhythm as a dancer. That's not Cotton Eye Joe. Like, what are you doing, Scott? Cotton Eye Joe. And I was like, that's great. That's all I want from music. Rhythm and <laughs> Right? Like, they were, that was what they were listening to. That was what the high school dance was. Dance that makes was like, 95. Right? Just bouge de so in, in Montreal. Just like, that was what people listened to. And I was, you know, purposefully ripping my jeans and... Oblivion. Dismissing everything else <laughs> that they were listening to. Um, and now it's weird for me because I don't listen to the radio and almost no one else does. So everything, everything is almost underground. Like my playlist is my playlist and I, there's none of that common grounds or like big acceptance outside of like maybe a few big tentpole artists you know I like I know a few people who are like just diehard Taylor Swift fans Swifties <laughs> or Beyonce fans but they don't have Beehive the same 10 bands that everyone listens to they're like that's my main and then there's six other completely random rock folk artists or there's six other R&B artists that no one else has heard of because of Spotify Spotify mm -hmm. because <laughs> of suggested lists because you can just go out and grab everything because of blogs before that because like you could find that website that says you like this so you'll like that and that's everyone and it's kind of weird to be you know like a music rebel when everyone is even when it's in their own little I was actually talking with, uh, so we have a second guitar player. Her name's Ga uh, Gab. She's not here tonight. Hey, Gab. What's up? Hello, Gab. <laughs> Hi, Gab. Wish you could be here. Wish you could yeah. be here. <laughs> but uh, her and I were chatting uh, the other day about how we uh, grew up and found music. And it was the Punkorama and the uh, Fat Records compilations. Uh, I, would, I would add, yeah, the Punk ramen and fat for sure, but there was like Stomp also had it if we were more Canadian. Like, I mean, uh, maybe maybe it, not. It, it but didn't again, make it out to to Saskatchewan the same far, way, yeah. but like you know, yeah, but like those like the Stomp compilations also were like local and like yeah. what was, I mean, not not to say nothing on the Fat Records or whatever, but like what I love picking up the Stomp ones is you're like you pick up the Stomp compilation and then you like look at the listing of the bands and like. 20 of them are going to be playing next week, you know? And you're like, yeah! Like, immediately, you could just, like, get out there. Obviously, like, yeah, Fat Records was the huge ones. Yeah, and, like, those... So, I don't know how, but artists from those compilations would always stop in Regina, which is where I grew up. I've always... like I. You can confirm, I guess, from, from <laughs> Regina. 
But like I all like my this my this opinion is like fully formed only by the film Hardcore Logo, which was like there like the prairie like punk road trip tour was like a thing. Like a lot of bands were like, Yeah, it's not necessarily the biggest fucking shows, but like everybody's there to party and it's like a lot of bands like did that tour. Oh yeah. Like, like I, I still remember like formative shows when I was growing up, like Snapcase mm-hmm. came and played, like a, a, a small <laughs> bar in Regina and like there was a circle pit around the sound booth. That's amazing. How old were you? Uh, I was in high school, so probably like 15 or 16. But, wow. you know, people just go all out there when there's a reason to. Yeah, that's it. Because I, I, I can only imagine if I, if I was like a whatever music I'm like, you know, I was going to say punk in Regina, but whatever music I'd yeah. be into. If I was like in a small town, when a band that I like comes, I would be like, there's no question. I'm 100% there and I'm going all out because like, I don't know when the next show is, you know, like. That's a real thing. That's. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> what in Regina? Did they went to Saskatoon too? Wasn't yeah, we did like Regina and okay, Saskatoon. Yeah. Well, you guys probably know Paul Gott, like from yep. uh, Why did I blank on? We're talking about names. Uh, Ripcords. Ripcords. I was like, yeah, I was like, been around for forty years. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know him personally, but I, yeah. you know, grew up. Yeah, yeah, his yeah band. Like we, like, we've had him on the show. And and he said the exact same thing where he was like, yeah, he's like, you go to go to those spots, and he's like, and then you, you're gonna sell a ton of merch, make a bunch of connections, and now guess what? You can come back there two years and also sell out. Like you know, it's like you make a you make in good with the local scene, and he's like, we can like Ripcords can at this point in their career now like safely hit any small town in Canada and pack the place. Because, like, they're good guys, it's good music, and they're, like, fun and friendly, you know, so. For East Coast, you know, like, we can't forget them people yep. out there. Oh, yeah, Moncton, Moncton is the best. Yeah, so we love Moncton. I love Moncton. Shout out to Richie and Dave. Richie and Dave, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, no, Halifax, Moncton, I love getting out there. Oh, and Outer Controllers. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> But yeah, but that's it. Because like, again, it's a, it's a, we're talking about the prairies, but Maritimes is the same deal where you're like, yeah, not everybody gets out, but they're still, they're there for a good time. Mm-hmm. And like, you're going to get fans for life. Yeah. And once punk, <laughs> always a punk. Like there's people there that are like 18. There's people there that are like in their fifties, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You, you mentioned Punkarama and I, I have a bunch of them. And I was always the one who would take like track 18 and throw that on a mix CD to give to my, my friends just to be like, this song rocks. You've never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No big like, deal. <laughs> like, you never. You know, I went to the HMV and I went all the way to the basement to get the <laughs> Um But that's that's a, a a gone experience. That's a that's a history experience now. Um, how do you guys do that now? Like, put your music in someone's ears. Email. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I also do a radio show. Um, It's on, like, the WFMU Rock and Soul stream. Uh, And that is, has been the way that I've made the most connections with my music and, like, finding other people's music. I I also feel, and I mean, you guys can maybe confirm or deny this, something I've noticed as a concert goer 
and it's and it's literally been since COVID, maybe because like I'm just so excited to be going to shows. But like I was at the very like jaded stage of my life pre-COVID, where I wouldn't go to the watch a lot of openers. Like I'd be oh, like, yeah. whatever. I'm just gonna go for the band I paid for. But like now, I'm like, oh, uh, a. I don't know when shows will stop and another global pandemic will happen, but like I'll get there for the openers now. Like I, it's like I've gotten back into the cycle of getting to a show to watch. Like especially, and again, not to, I, not always the case because some openers are just like slapped on by the label and stuff. But especially in the case where you have a couple like a lot of bands who like pick their openers, where they're like, oh, we're into this band. That's why we chose them, mm-hmm. you know, and like that might be a big thing. I mean, I know you guys like obviously opened for No Bro recently and that like like that to me was like, oh, I bet you, like it's an easy it's an easy jump to make. Like if I'm a, a fan of No Bro and I get there early and I see Taxi Girls opening, I'm a fan of Taxi Girls. Well, dude, like you that was what? a sold out show. There was a lot of people for us that night. And yeah. I'm pretty sure like, OK, pretty sure. Almost 100% sure they were there because of what you just said. Like, it's like, no, bro, Taxi Girl, like, mm. there's some connection there, so. But that's it, but anybody, yeah, exactly, and anyone, like, I feel, anybody who was there for you guys, even if they hadn't have heard you before, you're like, it's kind of like, it's almost a recommendation, like, when, when, it's, when it's set up right. Like I said, I know plenty about the music industry that sometimes it's just the label slapping an opener and it's not there, but, like, when it's like, oh, when the opener is picking this act as a, almost, it's a recommendation, we think this band is cool, well, I like this band, and they think this band is cool. Oh, shit, maybe I found a new great band. So I think totally. I'm very happy to hear, Keith, that uh, you now go check out the openers, because <laughs> I find sometimes there's so many beautiful discoveries. Mm-hmm. There is so much new music. It's so crazy. I have a hard time even keeping up. Yeah. And it was just like playing in roller derby. There were so many new teams. Yeah popping everywhere and it's it's just like music it's like popping all over the place and new bands and things are just growing everywhere and so openers are often a beautiful discovery and like i think it's it's coming up a little bit more that it it does seem like i feel there's more it's happening more often than not at least maybe maybe this is just my like musical horizons expanding but i find it's happening more in the last two three years post covid that like the openers match the vibe of the headliner more often because like i do remember 2017 2018 sometimes you'd be like i don't know why this band like wait like i'm going for this band and i go there for the opener and i'm like i don't know why you're opening for them mm-hmm. but yeah. now i feel there's more like more of a vibe in a show where you're like if there's two three openers they're gonna be maybe not identical to the like definitely not identical, but they're going to be a, like a vibe. Yeah. Where you're like, no, you're putting together more of a, a night of music. That and even on bigger labels, like the most recent, something that just came to mind was Meshuggah's my favorite band. They're okay. a Swedish metal band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just going to say from Sweden. The, anyway, yeah. <laughs> and the In Flames opened for them. And also, I can never pronounce it right. So Vavoid, Voivod, Voivod, Voivod right. Yeah. Voivod and In Flames opened for Meshuggah. And it's yeah. like, again... Real, they're on a big label, but yeah. they thought about it. Yeah. You could tell before. I didn't. I've seen Mishuka several times, 
they've had like weird openers before yeah, yeah, yeah. where I was like, this is not even metal. Yeah. Like they had like a folk person open for Yeah, you were like, uh, this is That makes weird. no sense. It's progressive I, heavy metal. I think we started like waking back up to openers. So when we went to go see Tool, not oh. not the most recent time, the time before. So like, yeah, love Tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, f- like five or six years ago. They they went on their like on their social media was like we love once in future band uh, and we selected them as like an opener or whatever like so Tool said like yeah. straight up my wife was like well I love Tool <laughs> let's go yeah and like she immediately like after like, after their set was like I'm going to buy their record and like like it's like a, and not necessarily it's not it doesn't sound like Tool it's like more more like proggy. But still, like you're like, yeah. It's if, a, I, if I, I, I agree with you. It's a yeah. really that they definitely think about it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. post-COVID for sure. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, like I'm if a band I like is telling me I'm into this band, I'll at least give it a listen. It might not be a full fit, but I'm like, where else do you get music from? Like Scott was saying, music is like infinite now. Where you're like, I want to listen to new music. You'll be like, well, here's the ten thousand albums that came out last mm-hmm. Friday, and you're like, shit. Like I think I think like on that front of like finding new music, right now there's like a lot of like small labels that are really like curated. Yeah. So if you like one band that's on the label and then you go through their disc like the discography of like what the label has released in the last year or two, you find a lot of stuff that you're like, Oh, yeah, I also like this and this yeah, and yeah. this. I, l- I love that, but it sounds for me it, it rings as very 95 96 for me i was like a lookout records like like a sloan east coast and i would listen to everything on that label Mm -hmm. but now i want more smaller and i don't even know how to get the first one to get the rest of that sound on the label i mean like we like so my wife and i host uh like we do like an oceaga preview Oh, podcast cool. every every year is like one of the things we do with the website and it's it's hilarious because like i i'll put together like a playlist that's just basically like a mashup of every single artist on the entire day and then we just listen to that for a couple months and then we just talk about our favorite bands but it's fun because like my wife never sees the po not never sees but like she never analyzes the poster so she'll pick her favorite acts like with no idea of where they are on the lineup so she'll like she'll think like this band is like we got to get here whatever I was like babe they're one o'clock in the afternoon like we're gonna go and it's gonna be great but this <laughs> is not like they're one o'clock afternoon on the smallest stage of the festival you know so it's like there's like pathways to find music of like that, if you want to listen that to that happened to me when we went to seventy seven yeah yeah went yeah went Just to seventy seven I, I listened through a huge playlist and was like that 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 that's my and then we're all playing on the third stage and I was like, <laughs> nice. But yeah, that's it's it. Me and fifteen other people. But we're there, on dirt cult, awesome. right? So like, yeah. I actually uh, because of Jamie, really, mm-hmm. like, have now been exposed to like all these tinier labels because the radio and just, you know. I mean, the, I don't. Even, like, I would it, go through that whole entire catalog. It's because, crazy. Like, to me. Like it's like, punk and it's good, and that's how I find music now. But yeah, like I find music now is it's so detached. Like we had. Um, like we had Pat Gway on, who used to manage the stars and whatever oh. else. Like, and he was talking about, um, like how different it is. Where you're like, when you look at a, when you look at Oceaga or a festival or whatever, 
who you're like, oh, this is a band you've heard of and they have like, they're all over the radio. But then you look at another band who's never had a single radio hit, but have 20 million followers somewhere, you know, and you're like, there's, there's now these mega bands that don't even have radio play anymore, but they're like, kids are into them. I mean, I read an article in the New Yorker yesterday about a story just like that. TikTok, I swear, like he actually just made a couple riffs, got a bunch of likes, but he had already like had a catalog ready to record. Is it? Forget his name. It's like a folk. He's like a folk artist, I think. Is it Noah Um, Kahan? I'll text you the name later. Because Noah Kahan blew up in the last Uh, year. That's him. That's him. Noah Kahan. Exactly. Because I remember it's close to King Kahn. But he's he's literally, he's like borderline selling out Bell Center next year. Yes, and he's in Melbourne. Like he's in Australia. And he's he's headlining a day of Oceaga. And you're like, everyone I know is like, who is he? And I was like. He's yeah. not a hundred percent my cup of tea, but he like he blew up yeah. independently he of likes anybody. He John <laughs> Mayer and those yeah, guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's like it. Again, like, huh? not my cup of tea. Uh, younger, you yeah, know, youngish. not like he's like, early thirties. Like Connor Price. Connor Price. Yeah, he's the the little white kid who does raps. And does little skits Connor about him Price? Yeah. See, there's he no offense, Connor Price. I'm sure there's a million Connor Prices. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. little TikTok, then in a blow up. Well, Gen Zers know them. He, we like, don't, called you know. Armani White and was like, hey, do you want a collab? And Armani was like, oh, you have, like, five billion streams on wow. Spotify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like... And yeah, that's it. Like, it's not even, they're not on a label. They're not even no. fucking on the radio. And they're selling like, out. Like, yeah, crazy. It's crazy. It's almost like the people that are on the label that are bigger than them, like, need them yeah. now. To get those interactions. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. That's so twisted. Yeah. I actually didn't think of that before I, until I now. I also kind of love it in that they're like, okay, I don't, I don't need you. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, have a, I have a $600 camera yeah. that shoots great yeah. video. Yeah. And I have a platform that I just click submit, yeah. and it hits I have a everyone. Yeah. I, have I, a half, I have a half-decent microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need, yeah, like, I don't need to pay your PR team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I'm my own. I don't need to pay your studio fees, and I don't need to, like, I have a laptop and a little soundboard. and <laughs> Yeah, make it rain. Yeah, and I yeah. make 30-second videos, and... I'm huge on TikTok now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, studio time costs like, well, who's that? Uh, Be- Belly Ann? I don't know if you, Belly, Belly Ann, Belly Anna, like, she got, again, famous over COVID, doing, like, her voice is incredible. She does, like, basically, like, kind of like, uh, like, down tempo, soulful covers, right. whatever. She has original compositions also, but, like, just, it's this girl, it, she's just there with a microphone in her, like, living room with glasses on. And just has like an incredible voice, yeah. and just like did like a song almost every two or three days during COVID, and everyone was like sick, and now like millions of downloads and whatever. Else. It's crazy, crazy yep. is what I'm saying. I don't know. There's something about I don't know. There's a big <laughs> hype of like musicians who just sing and have you know the music all pre-programmed but I don't get that sorry I really don't (laughs) yeah so sweet (laughs) which is okay but I'm I've always been into being more in a band you know having 
four, three people, but when it's two, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I like it when it's a full band yeah, and not yeah. uh, buttons and yeah. I don't know. But there's I, some cool I don't stuff. Get that hype. There's some cool stuff coming out now. Like uh, Ian from the White Wires just did his own project called the Retrospects. I don't know if you guys know that band, but uh, the White Wires were a massive um, influence on the Montreal garage music scene. Um, well they're from I Ottawa. Slept on that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, so Ian has released his new project, which is just him him doing uh, like MIDI yeah, um, music in a church, and it's it's beautiful. But he program he programs everything. What style of music is it? Would you say it's uh, garage still like rock? It's like kind of like eighties like synth pop. Cool. But like mixed with like his style of the white wires, it's it's really wonderful. You guys should definitely check it out. Oh, but try to remember. but this is an example of something that is really cool. And uh, yeah, um, some I think there's like I said, that. I think there's probably space for everything. Yeah, for like sure. Like I agree with you. Like I'm just saying. Like I, what I will say, to to Lynn's point, is that I have a hard time going to see that music live. Like oh, I will yeah. go see I will go see a band live in You're a right. second. A well s- like said. A, a single performer. Just kind of like up there with his like samples and like sample pad or whatever. I'm not saying it can't be done. Like there there are solo performers who like run samples and stuff. Even if you're just thinking like Montreal scene, like <coughs> like Grimes. I, w- <coughs> sure. Cough, I, w- I was gonna say even smaller, like. but like if you seen t- if any of you guys have seen Tony Ezzy yeah. live, like like Tony Ezzy's unbelievable doing his loops and stuff by himself. But a lot of the t- <laughs> You're like, but I'll get bored. Yeah, no. but it's just not for you. Yeah, yeah. it's just not for you. But like it's a. That's for Lynn. Not for me. Yeah, I think there's space for both. <laughs> but uh, whatever, go to see what you like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but there is. I think there's an energy of like a band performing with each other that is different from someone who's like a single vision. Yeah. Like it, it's a different thing. I think musically, and it's a different thing as a as an experience as an experience to go watch. Yeah. And yeah, I, w- I would say like I, I'm trying to think like outside of hip hop, if I've ever seen like a solo performer that I've really like connected with. Like hip hop can do it, like where I mean, admittedly there's a DJ also up there, but like hip hop can do it if you're like a really amazing MC where you're like, okay. I saw Little Sims recently. That was one of the best shows. Yeah, she's amazing. I think there's a show, like lighting show, yeah. dancers, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know something that adds to it. A guy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> after a while, I get bored. I guess so. But I get appreciate, bored. I appreciate everything. I appreciate everything. I, I, I love the idea of independence, digital music creators, getting a dancer like that guy from The Prodigy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play a little show. There's like 20 people here, and there's one guy in a tracksuit on the side just like so hyping sick. the crowd up. It's getting really That's it. how you do it. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. More people. And it works. And independent dancers that are kind of bad at it, but still really <laughs> yeah. into it. And it's also so 90s that they're kind of bad at it. What was the uh, – <laughs> what band – like, Scott's – Boston's Mighty Mighty Boston's had yeah, a dancer. Yeah, they had a guy. Yeah, yeah, who was, was so like not high. great at dancing. He looked like, like a new He was just really he tall. Was yeah, exactly. He was <laughs> really <laughs> tall and lanky. Like. There's like a few bands that had some cool dancers, even punk bands like the Horror Pops. The Horror Pops, yeah. Yeah, they always had dancers. They had two dancers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, and they were like a like upright bass 
kind of like a rockabilly. Nice. Yeah, and they had dancers with There's them. Public uh, Enemy, the social conscious hip hop group. Yeah. Two <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, Gogo go Bardello, I don't know if they're exclusively dancers, but yeah. there are people who are percussion extras plus dancing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're occasionally, like, smashing cymbals or whatever, mm-hmm. but there are, a lot of them are just dancing. Go-Go That's Bardello. a fun live band. They're, yeah, they're a band I would see live. Any. Did you see the show where they played at Metropolis where I the did. opener was, like, a circus? Wait, what band are you talking about? Gogo oh. Bardello. I don't know, oh, I don't no, know if I, I was at that them. show. It was I, like I, a... I it was like a, there, like a Romanian circus or something. That was the opener. Like it was not a band that was opening. It was a The Knife has that too. Yeah. So that's the Swedish equivalent, I guess. Did they? Beautiful. Oh yeah. They had cheerleaders. I've seen them before, but their get up and the whole they don't it's like they don't need it almost, you know? Alright. Their costumes. Um before we go, we're we ask all of our guests the same three questions. Uh, then question four is from the last guest. They did not know you'd be the guest. And then question five, so you can have it in your head, is what question do you want to ask our next guest? So like, the put, I'm putting, the, I'm putting question five out in advance, so that you can like dwell on it. You can, you'll, you can discuss amongst yourselves to hammer it out a little bit later. But that question five is coming. I guess is what I'm saying. Because we're really bad at our show, and you guys just (laughs) help wrap up the next show. I like to make this. This is a good strategy. (laughs) I like my guests doing a little bit of work. And if it's a terrible question, we didn't ask it. It was was them. They were great. I also selfishly, I'm like, it's one more download, or in your case, maybe three more downloads, because you're like, maybe you'll download our next episode to hear someone's answering your question. So the tiniest, the, the tiniest bump on downloads in the world. I'm like, yeah, plus three. <laughs> Great it was Taxi Girls. <laughs> before you ask the questions, do you guys do that? Because we obsessively look at our. We downloads. watch our numbers at all. Times. I definitely looked. You know, not gonna lie. So how did that show do? Did this many? Oh, that's like three less than the last one. Which shows gave us more bumps? For sure, you're gonna look at that. Hundred like, percent. I, I it, it's so a, in in the podcasting world. It's like a mystery. Like really? we we have some episodes that'll do like no joke like ten times the numbers of others, and I'm like, why? Like, Sorts. yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, what? Like, espe- especially the one that Scott and I do, which is not even with not even guests. Like this this show, go plug yourself. We always have a guest, so it's usually explaining like, oh. We did an episode with Sugar Sammy, and it did really well. No shit. Yeah. Like, that's not a... <laughs> like, yeah. That's no not brainer. a mystery. But there's one that we host with another guy that's just like a pop culture one. And every now and then you're like, why did we do ten times the numbers on the... What did we talk about? What was the magic? What was, like, the, key- <laughs> what was the keyword? <laughs> exactly. What was the search engine optimization that, like, yeah. hit us in this one moment? It's wild. All right. Question number one. Uh, at the moment... Today, Friday, February, whatever. <laughs> what is your hottest take of the moment? And I guess I guess we'll have three hot takes. Like a hot take, like a. It doesn't need to be like an all timer. You're just like, here's the thing that I have an opinion on. Okay. Uh, uh, what's your opinion? Okay. <laughs> I'm hot headed. This is hard. <laughs> That's a lot of things. You want to know? Just the one hot, like one. Okay, because it's pretty legitimately a real problem. It's okay. Palestine. I listen about to that 
what's going on <laughs> what is happening there yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time that's a lot my and boyfriend is from lebanon okay mm -hmm. it's very close to home we care mm -hmm. we are aware and it's it does that's what i think about all that's the fair time. So like if i, I think have a hot take like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna fucking and do i don't that think and i think that that's like it's one of those things like i not to sound ultra what's the word i'm looking for like pessimistic but it's like we're now hitting that moment where it's like two three months into the news cycle where you're like oh we're not talking about it anymore because the news cycle's over and i'm like but we should be why is this going should, away i feel like similarly like um my wife's company, whatever they 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 had to evacuate their office in Ukraine when Russia invaded yeah, Ukraine. Exactly. And there's kind of they're like, that's probably over, right? You're like, no, don't no, Google that. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. yeah. Like it's just, but it like kind of like falls out of the news cycle. It does. And 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 like you said, like I find like like what's going on in Gaza is like that's that's about to start happening, and yeah. I'm like, I already like hear less about it in the news, and you're like. Yeah. Yo, it didn't stop. No, though. it didn't. Like nothing is. You have to follow the right sources too, because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's people on the ground, and you just have to know who to watch, and mm. then you'll see, and you'll be aware, and you'll know, and yeah, wake no. up, check Al Jazeera. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mozaz, what's up? Oh, it's what's tough. the one we both pulled? Bizan. Bizan. Yeah. Bizan. We're honestly, I find like that whenever there's like cases like this or like, like international incidents like this I'm like weirdly thankful for the CBC because they're not they're pretty they're good about like it like they're yeah. not the best but like compared compared to the new state in the states oh it's always like where what did Biden say about it today? yeah exactly like, that's it you're like it's sorry, all filtered through the swear, American lens whether it's right wing like or left wing but it's yeah. all filtered through exclusively yeah. the American lens of what is yeah I was like that's and how is how is it affecting his numbers in November yeah like, yeah okay. it's super so, weird yeah are there any other hot takes, uh, Lynn or Jamie? I'm dealing with l'augmentation uh, de loyer right now. Oh shit! Oh, shit! And bills, bill thirty-four. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. In my case, yeah. I won't talk about it just in case he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> check, check, one, two. Yeah. Uh, over a hundred dollars. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. And the new and the bill just passed too, right? Like the so the, the weird shitty bill. Out, What's the bill? I'll deal with it. Uh, so they banned they banned lease transfers. Lease transfers are not a thing anymore in Quebec. This happened this week. You can't week. keep it in the family anymore. <laughs> yeah, nope. Oh, no. lease, lease, lease transfers are off the board, which That's was like the really one of the main bad. ways to get a reasonably priced well, apartment. For sure. Like was like yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Jamie, hot take? Here, oh, here, Lynn. I always have a lot to say. But yeah, <laughs> another hothead. I will just say, people need to be nicer to new moms because yeah. I take my sweet little baby angel out with me everywhere I go. Yeah, and but your baby's cool. She's cool. She's very cool. <laughs> she is super cool. She's ready to come to the show. And she's I was like, got her little earmuffs. She's not coming. <laughs> she's ready. She's not yet. She's too small. She's too small. Soon but, soon. you know, we go out. We go everywhere. And it is sometimes rare that people will hold the door open for a woman with a giant stroller trying to get her baby into a coffee You're shop. You're like, I'm navigating a little person right yeah. now. I need just a little. I, f I feel like people are like kind of, I don't know, maybe uh, a little jaded about about moms. I don't know. I it's not just moms. I'm 
and also old people. <laughs> I just I just notice it. And just I, I, I think that there's this people need people need to be nicer. That's yes. my hot take. People need to be nicer. And I have a again we talked about this before we started recording. I have here like here. a hot take that I feel that like people in their twenties can't even look at you in the eye. Oh, dude, so they can't. Forget <laughs> it. Forget <laughs> it. They don't so even how are they gonna hold the door open? They're just yeah, like looking like at their <laughs> shoes. People need to be aware. Yeah. Yeah. Aware and nice. Yeah. Be aware and nice, listeners. Agreed. You uh, heard? A lesson I learned when my kid was little, and, and I've, I've tried to teach my kid now he's getting bigger, is I'm a big guy, and he's going to be a big guy, and he's got two jobs as part of society. And as it's to always offer to lift the front wheel of a stroller up the stairs. Yes. <laughs> Carry that stroller up. And, and if you see someone digging their car out by themselves, you ask them if they need Dude, a Dude, you're such a good dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And his life in Montreal and... He's like, well, but do you really need to? I'm like, do you have yes. any idea <laughs> how yes. many times I needed help to carry yes. your little butt <laughs> in a giant <laughs> stroller? And you, and you don't need to be strong to carry the front of a, st- of a stroller either. Balance the it's the just a very line. small, kind thing that goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. and even well, like if you, if you see someone stuck yep. and yeah. you have the means Scott. or the muscles, give them a little push. Just, just as a job as being a, a guy on the street, you have to look at that car and, and push it. Scott. Job well done. Dad of the year. You heard? Dad of the year, Scott. Yes, Scott. Oh, Scott, I'm about to pass. You need a mic because I'll, I'll get you to read question number two. Damn it. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Question number two. Super, super easy. Who is your star of Sesame Street? Like to you. Who's Oscar the Grouch. Who Oscar the Grouch. Who are you tuning in for? Oscar the Grouch. Stay Lynn? here, dude. Lynn's just nodding. It is. You should. <laughs> I'm like so happy to know that, Jamie. <laughs> you got just bonded. Or like Bert yeah, and Ernie. Like, like, like there's, like, you know. Oscar. But it's also like, They're all you good. Know, there's so yeah, many lessons. Yeah. If we want to talk about lessons, that is a good show. Hit us up for life lessons with Taxi Girls. I've, I've heard a comedian really rip apart the concept of Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a trash can and everyone just walks by him every yeah. day and is like, yeah. No one's like, You want to clean up? I know, I read a book that he, where they so cleaned him up grumpy. and he was upset. Winnie the Pooh has a lot of those parallels as well. Apparently, like, mental health professionals love Winnie the Pooh for, like, dissecting society. Bert and Ernie are always solid, though. I love, I've, I was just like, whatever, if you, if you want to read in that they are in a relationship or whatever. But I'm just saying, but like, to me, they're an important lesson about being in any relationship. 100%. Like, Like, they're the most, like, the the value of like listening and compromise is Bert and Ernie. Like like if it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or whatever, you're like, I have my thing, you have your thing, yeah. we're coexisting, and this is how it works. Whether you're roommates or lovers or whatever, Bert and Ernie are nonstop that like how to do that. I had a really good friend that passed away a few years ago, and she had always said that in every good relationship, there's a Bert and an Ernie. Mm. Aww. Yeah, they need to bring uh. the show back out. Like. Yeah. Now. It's still on. <laughs> yeah. It's still on. Is it? Yeah. Bert and Ernie, there's new Burton yeah. Ernie sketches that yeah. got made this I'm year. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a, I like Burton and Ernie because I, I like their loving dysfunction. Aww. I like that. I yeah. think it's, it's more real than anything else in that show. That uh, when they're stuck living together for so long. I think long. when I was a kid, that was, like, <laughs> really boring to me. Like, why would I watch the ones that are like, oh, this is cool for me. Like, I want to watch, like, 
<laughs> the interesting ones, like Oscar and the oh, Big Bird. You want to hit question three also, Scott? Because question four is, d is more buried in the email thread. All right. That's kind of based on what we touched on. Yeah, I was going to say, this, this is a bit of a full circle what question. What piece of media was formative for you? Napster. So that's not. That's a medium. Medium. Oh, <laughs> media. Media. So yeah. So okay, we're yeah. saying like like a movie, book, album, where you're like, I listened to this, I read this, I watched this, and it like changed me. Yeah. Green like, Day like Dookie for sure. <laughs> it's there. I'm thinking, so it's tough. There's a lot of things that come to mind. Movie, book. Ever since you said movie, book, album. It could be uh, like it could be even like a an article if you're if you're, if you're like reading any like certain like journalists or whatever like and like ever and just it's a pivotal it, it doesn't thing. have to be like all time just some something that was like like formative where you're like oh shit this changed the way i either like perceive things or think about things or whatever all right or it made you change lanes where you were like i was this and then i was that or i saw things this way and then i was like well oh. Usually in high school, I think, yeah. is usually when you hit those things where, like, the world suddenly, like, you, 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 like, consume a piece of media and your world gets, like, bigger. Okay, fine. There you <laughs> go. I'll, I'll put, I'll get a hole then. Okay, hole. Like, Courtney like, Love. Like, the band? Hole. Good, yeah. good, good pick. That really, that was high school. There you go. I, I, I would agree. I, I know, there like I said, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of girls in, like, 90s, early 2000s, yeah. whatever, were like, oh, shit, hole. Legit pick. Lynn, you got something? You're on the spot. You're like, pass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have nothing in mind right now. No? No band that you're like, oh shit, this is music. It's not coming together. We all talked about how our, all of our memories are gone. <laughs> it's, all, it's all fading. <laughs> uh... So a couple of weeks ago, we had a comedian on the show, uh, Dan Kessler-Lamour. He wanted to know, if you could travel anywhere and any when in time, when and where would you go? So any place on earth, any point in time. And we also, we... we, we, we 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 fleshed it out a little bit that like you can like you can hang. So if you choose like New York with the Velvet Underground, you're not gonna get like turned away at the door. You're like you'll you'll get in. I so know. I'm, I'm ready. I really like after world like World War One to World War Two era. Okay. Between the two great wars, and I would be in London for sure. Um, but London again, so it's like tie between when sex pistols were there so that, like that was actually my pick when we when we when we UK talked about it or post between the world wars because depending on the day it was like i'm really a politically feeling active right now when I when he asked the question i think i in the war i don't know if i locked it in but like birth of punk in london yeah. was like one of the yeah. things where i was like just That's imagine being at those shows like i was like people and didn't even know what moshing was they were just like, like they're just like yeah. i'm moving yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like everything's <laughs> moving it's so yeah exactly cool, you're like this so music fresh. is all like super up tempo and, and, and all the streets are like really small so yeah. you feel really big it's very interesting i get it jamie i think i'd probably have a couple okay uh, I, I think I would love to have been in Berlin at the fall of the wall. Yes. 
because I, I lived in Berlin uh, a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and it was like an everyday uh, topic of conversation. So I would have loved to have seen the power that that brought. Um, I also would have loved to have been um, either in the offices of NASA or Stanley Kubrick's studio during the moon landing. <laughs> oh, good one, or, one or the other. One or the other. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Operation Avalanche? I have not. You oh. really, really should. Okay. Is it a movie? It's, it's, uh, are you familiar with the guys who did like Nirvana, the band, the show? Yeah. No. Just very, uh, they also just did the, the, the Blackberry movie. So those guys did a movie about, about faking the moon landing and it's more in they're like the storyline is more that they're like stealing stuff from Kubrick to fake the moon landing, working with NASA. It's it's great. It's like amazing. A, it's, okay. It's it's, it's, what, it's sorry, a, like what was it called? Avalanche. Operation Avalanche. Operation Avalanche. And like that's the name of the operation that faked faked the moon landing as yeah. per as per the film yes. was like some like indie filmmakers trying to fake a moon landing for NASA. It's it's great. So I think I would pick either one of those mm -hmm. or. Third option. Third option. Would have been Warp Tour 2000, which was my introduction to punk. I wish I could go back there and like live it over again. There's a couple of like I we, we were with Oceaga coming around, like Mike said, my wife and I did the show and we go almost every year, tying it all into Green Day and all that stuff. But I was like, I wish I have similar wishes where I was like, a a bunch of Warp Tours that I would just be like, I was like, I want to go back and like and also. But I don't know if I want to go back or if I just want to be, like, 16 at the Warp Tour again. You know, like, would I have that much fun at, like, 40 at the Warp Tour? I don't know. I'd just be, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was, like, no, I want to be 16 yeah. at the Warp Tour again. Totally. Like, there was the there was the Somersault Tour that I was, like, in my mind was, like, an all-time. There was, like, a Perfect Circle, Finger 11, uh, like, Treble Charger. Those were all, like, the mid-card bands. And then the Closers... We're back to back to back was Our Lady Peace, Foo Fighters, Smashing Pumpkins, like just in a row where I was like, that's bonkers. And it was a $50 ticket. I was like 16, 17. And I was like, I'm never going to see a show like that. That's 2000? Yeah. Like early, like like late. Yeah. Like late 90s, early 2000s. Like, Do you play music? Huh? Do you play music? I don't. No. No. I just listen to a lot of music. <laughs> Lynn. You sound like you do. Any, anywhere, anyone. I'm such a lovey person. I, me would be the hippie days love. I, I gonna, knew I, it. I thought I you were going to be like my wedding date. I, I knew it. I going to say like 60, <laughs> 70. I knew it. Disco too. Ooh. I, I would have liked to have seen the scene in Montreal when it was disco. Oh. Montreal disco Dancing. must have been insane. It yeah. must have been. Like, for sure. So fun. Imagine yeah. saint Hubert. Have you seen the photos? Yeah, yeah. Like, the old like photos look so legit. Dancing and just the the. the bell bottoms like yeah. come on the glitter the yeah. any of those epochs I would love to if now that I'm putting a whole other element on the table I would love to like Benjamin Button backwards through Montreal history uh, like to just like start now and be like no I'm going backwards like I just, just want to I'm just going to go see it all so sick yeah because Montreal is a very special place yeah you know especially for music mm -hmm. and 
nightlife. Yes, but you know what? We need to keep up with what's going on because we a lot of things are changing right now. Yep. And uh, I kind of have to say, not for the best. So wake up, people. Yeah, no. Uh, no I mean, <laughs> sorry. It, no, I, I, we, I agree. Like, it, it's one of those things where you're like, Montreal has so many, like, has the reputation of like such a great nightlife and you're like but venues are struggling mm -hmm. venues are fighting to even be venues anymore like you know like yo this is one of the things that made our city yeah. our city and it's just like we're not protecting it no. the Start way we're supposed to local music more you know like people need to really wake up yeah. or we're going to lose yeah We'll just, be, we'll just be like another city. Yeah. Like, yeah. it'll stop being like uh, Montreal, the can. cultural center of whatever. Like. No, no, there's something very special here, but let's be aware all the time. All right. Taxi Girls, what question do you want to ask our next guest? Oh, can we, like, deliberate for Yeah, yeah, minutes? for sure. Okay. Like, that, that's, that's part of it. No, 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 mic's on. The deliberation's recorded. Okay, deliberation recorded. Yeah, exactly, deliberation that's it. We don't, we don't cut. We get the whole, the whole process. Okay. All right, so you're going to Texas, so what are you uh, hoping to see? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> While you think, Vera. <laughs> well, no, I thought While I vamp about Texas. Together. We have no plan. Because <laughs> um, it's for the next person. Yeah. Chances are they have something to plug. It'll, be a, it'll most likely be a creative person. It might be. Do I know? Well, it's yeah. Do you know who it, it is? It could be a comedian. It could be. It could be an artist. Could be a musician. It's something that has someone, something to do. Okay. Like the, it's not a like a rando. It's usually it's going to be someone creative, to begin with. So you can talk about like inspirations. You can talk about. Which question you just want to ask yeah, a random person? Okay, I heard the word professor from the bar there. So what <laughs> professor from your past, like, was the most, I don't know, prolific to you that helped oh. you in your, and, like, helped me out here? Or, like, I, I mean, you, you can, like, you can narrow it down to be, like, teacher. What if you didn't have a professor? Mentor, maybe. Yeah. Mentor. Like, who is your most prolific mentor prolific in your life? Mentor. Prolific mentor. Yeah. I hope, but I do like, like teacher. I, know, I don't want to dissuade you. If you want to go mentor. But I like. Mentor. But that's what I'm saying. But I was, but I like the I'm personally. Yeah. I just like the idea of like thinking back to like m probably unless the person's like 20, like thinking back to a teacher is probably thinking so back mentor. to another. Yeah, no, like that's fair. Teacher, like that's teacher. Why. Teacher's a good one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah teacher. teacher. Yeah, because like a mentor, like I mean, like I have a mentor active in my life today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, like but like a teacher, said, I was like, oh okay. shit, I haven't okay, had. Okay, so cool. So what teacher like has been the most prolific? Slash. Can we put slashes in there? You we know? can slashes. These are Scott's idea. Slash. But you know what? Teachers, I gotta say. Because I know I the answer to mine. <laughs> Me too. I had a high school teacher too. But this is a whole other po topic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, taxi girls, of lock locking it in. Good job, Vera. Uh, well, what I'm gonna thank her. <laughs> what teacher slash mentor? Uh, was like formative. Was like inspired you. Was yeah, inspired, yeah. It was yeah. most inspiring to you to get to where you are today, or something like that. You know, my favorite high school and elementary school teacher came to our pale lip show in Regina. Oh shit! And what was it? Uh, was was he or she proud? Of course, he bought, <laughs> he, bu he bought our shirt. He bought He bought like three hundred dollars worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick. just kidding. No, he bought our shirt and had us sign it. He was proud. That's cute. 
Yeah, I would say for me, I personally, I definitely think it was my English teacher in grade like 11. I, me too, hey, English teacher junior. grade 11. This is for your next show. No, the hosts okay. answer now. The guests <laughs> the answer next show. Answer <laughs> the hosts answer in this episode. <laughs> we answer the question. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. That's it. It was my high school, high school teacher grade 11 was, and it was just for... Like there was, the, I don't remember the other books, but I remember that he, one of the books was like Foxfire, and would it, but at which the the Girl Gang book. But what's the, who's the author? I don't remember the author. I remember my teacher's name was Mr. Bellamy, but, but okay. like it, it was it was a kind of made into a bad movie with Angelina Jolie. Was uh, the movie also called Foxfire? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. It's like a it's like a Girl Gang. Okay. It's Foxfire or Firefox? I think it's Foxfire. It's like a pink cover, whatever, and it's like it's like really, it's a good book. Jamie was were you looking it up? It's her, you know, she had to look up. Yeah, who's the author? If you can shout out the author, Foxfire. Yeah, yeah. Either way, but it was like that was one of the books, but it was a whole series of books like that where it was like, oh, these are not school books. These are like books that I would read independently, and like, oh, books don't have to be like I was. I always had like. I read on. I read a. I was a big reader as a kid. I used to always have like books that I read on my own, and then there was school books. Same. And when that teacher was like, "By the way, like literature can be stuff that you want to read," it was like yeah. really changed the way I got into like reading and all that. Elliot Wiggington. Elliot Whittington. Whittington. That is so, so what a writer's like, name sounds is. Sounds like an you know, old. Like if you want to name your British. kid a writer, name them Elliot. I'll name them Elliot Whittington. <laughs> Scott's f- favorite teacher. <laughs> what? I'm gonna go with a coach. Coach. Yeah. Oh, nice. Coach. Yeah. So, um, my kid's sister is a natural, is a natural athlete, and everything sporty came really, really easy to her, uh, and I'm not. But I really liked sports so I had we shared a coach um, her football coach was my basketball coach and I was not great at it but I was just good enough to be on the team and it was like a weird um, relationship that we had because I really really wanted to be on the team and really really tried and he was just like you gonna play like two minutes a game so are you sure you want to show up every week and practice and and I was like that was so important for me and he was very confused by that and my sister being kind of a super bitch (laughs) entitled um, but like naturally gifted athlete I'm the best player on this team and uh, if you want me on the team you're gonna leave me alone kind of thing and I had a very weird relationship about uh coach and athlete and brother and sister and like a weird dynamic about that that affected me I think even till now of like it doesn't matter if you're super great at it if you want to do it you should do it a lot no and I don't know if that's a hundred percent because of him but it's it was like a foundational element the most formative mentor kind of thing yeah something clicked it changed, right? Yeah. So awesome. I like it. Uh, Taxi Girls, I can. everybody can find you, I think, on all the streaming services. Yes, Spotify, sir. Spotify, check. Yeah. Apple Music, check. 
YouTube Band music Camp is there. there. Bandcamp's there. Right. And you have a show coming up. April 25th, month April. of March. Chill out. Semaine de Relâche in Quebec. Okay. La Belle Provence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and your next show is, you said, at, at Lesco? So it's at Lesco on April 25th. Yeah, yeah. Lesco, a, a, a venue that I'm, uh, from my past that I'm still glad exists. Yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's uh, a and very... And they, they revamped the stage. Yep. It's looking cool. It's really fun. Awesome. Come out, April 25th. We're the Taxi we'll Girls, here. thank you so much. Yep. Thank you That so was much. awesome. That was a lot of fun. Love talking music and having you guys. It was great. <laughs> Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, we really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, Please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes, and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way. It really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part. We're really not trying to make a profit on this. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show, you can uh, contact us either on Facebook or on Twitter. There's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and, uh, and let us know. And if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out, maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and... Uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to leland beckman and oral turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh walter j ling who technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh christopher vendito lawrence corber and uh, ines anaya uh, all are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh and all of that uh thank you for listening thank you for choosing go plug yourself uh as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day. Thank you. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.